0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Steve Clark's given a first Scotland call-up to Southampton's former England under-20 striker Shea Adams. There's no place for David Turnbull as Kevin Nisbet also gets his first nod. And Leagues 1 and 2 will split after 18 games and aim for 22 fixtures in a bid to complete their season. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight is Gordon Diel and Roger Hanna. And it's a big Tuesday for the strikers. Gordon Chi Adams A first Scotland call up Kevin Nisbet A first Scotland call up Alfredo Morelos To tell me his English Is coming on leaps and bounds He's got a big week Against Slavia Prague And then against Celtic And it's a big big day For the striker among us The Dazzler Many happy returns I thought you were going to say His English is coming on Leaps and bounds as well But it's your birthday Glad you could take time out Of your busy schedule And join us Yeah what comes first Gordon So delighted to be here uh, On a special day for me The only difference is Now it's uh, It's you know, you get up every morning, it's stiffer every morning, so your legs and your back and everything with old age creeping in. But uh, looking forward to a really interesting show. Uh, talks of the Scotland squad, Steve Clark announcing that today. Looking towards Thursday, big weekend ahead with Saturday's game. Uh, the last games before the split and then the massive one on Sunday absolutely delighted you were talking about your legs and your back I must admit oh, I thought right. you were going to get us taken off air at 3 minutes yeah, past 6 I which, would have have been a new, recliner. which would have been a new record um, it's, not, it's not a big one though is it that's the come soon Ah, no. Right, that's fine yeah, yeah. Right, 01419511025 That is the number you need to get in touch tonight You can tweet us as well At Clyde SSB But it goes without saying We much prefer to hear from you On the phones The big news today Is certainly that Scotland squad The headline undoubtedly Is the inclusion of Shea Adams The question has been asked before And it's a yes this time So he's in for the upcoming World Cup qualifiers Uh, Kevin Nisbet in for the first time As Roger Hanna quite rightly says And as always there's a great debate about who Maybe is unfortunate to miss out Is it David Turnbull? Is it Lauren Shankland? Is it Nathan Patterson? You tell us Let us know what you make of that squad today 01419511025 As always if you have club football in your mind And that's the only thing that floats your boat We'd be delighted to hear from you on that as well Celtic fans, I feel like every night It's just more and more suggestions for the manager That's fine, Rangers fans Only two days away from that crunch Europa League tie At Ibrox So all your thoughts, get them in 01419511025 Like I say, some lower league news in there as well The hunt for Derek McInnes' successor goes on So it is all happening It's always all happening in Scottish football Let's hear from you uh, right now Uh, Right what do you make of the squad overall, Roger? Give us a, a brief overview before we get stuck into some of the, well, the I key heard, points. I heard the boys, I heard Alec and Hugh discussing last night a potential call up for Nathan Patterson. And I think Alec made the point that right back's a problem position. And you interrupted and said, no, no, up front's the problem position. So Steve Clark's sort of tried to move to make it less of a problem position. Um, out go Lee Griffiths, Ollie Burke, Lawrence Shanklin, Callum Patterson, and in come Che Adams and Kevin Nisbet. Now, whatever you think of the call-ups The opportunity is now there for Che Adams and Kevin Nisbet To gate crash very late the squad for the Euros in the summer Yes, these are three important World Cup qualifiers That Qatar will sneak up on us before you know what's happening We'd love to be there, Gordon But I think everyone for now has one eye on the Euros in the summer 
And this is a big chance Jay Adams has scored goals In the English Premier League Kevin Nisbet has scored goals In the Scottish Premiership Including a winner For Hibs at Dingwall At the weekend They have shown more form Than Griffiths Or Shanklin Or Patterson Or Burke And it's now They, they now look as if They could be in pole position yeah, it's interesting. I think that Steve Clark's using these games, Gordon. They are important games. Roger uh, says that, but I think he's using it to bring in, you know, Ad- Adams, for instance. Is he better than what we've got? Um, on watching the lad, he's certainly a, a, a very, very good striker playing at a top level. He scores goals, so he'll give us something there. Um, the big one is Nisbet. The, you know, we're talking last um, squad would he be in that when he was playing he was scoring goals all of a sudden Jack Ross left him out uh, he's brought him back in he got a goal at the weekend um, I'm delighted for the boy I think he's worked very hard for that Shanklin's been left out I think there's a few places up for grab but I'm with you on the two, uh, David Turnbull one I think he's been in terrific form and a Celtic team that's come in for a lot of criticism this season and uh, the one shining light for Celtic mm. has been Turnbull and he's sort of been dismissed in the squad And of course there's more to the Che Adams one as well We're not just talking about Is he a good enough footballer to be in There's maybe that little bone of contention for some people That he's been asked if he wants to represent Scotland Through the grandparent rule before He said no then He's now saying yes Is that a problem for you Or is that nonsense that needs overlooked You decide 01419511025 Get your thoughts in Nice and early Now I'm delighted to say We've tracked down a Che Adams expert Such a thing exists Roger Hanna Sam Ty joins us on the line Sam works at Southampton's uh, Official magazine So knows his stuff Sam thank you for joining us tonight How are you? Yeah good thanks guys Thanks for having me on Uh, A pleasure to speak to you Tell us Now the good thing about English Premier League players We obviously see a lot of them as well But not quite as much as you How What type of player is Che Adams? What kind of form is he in at the moment? Well, look, I mean, his form's been up and down this season because Southampton might might genuinely be the most volatile team in the world. Um, they're either top of the league or they lose seven in a row, and there doesn't really seem to be that much in between, which makes them, as I'm sure you can tell, an absolute delight to write about on a weekly basis. Uh, it's, it's very odd. It does affect my mood as well, actually. I don't actually support the team, but you, know, you work for them, you write for them, and uh, they, they tend to go one way or the other. It's a bit volatile. But Jay has come on leaps and bounds over the last basically two years. Now he's coming up to the end of his second year with Southampton. Um, when he arrived, he felt like a very aggressive channel running striker, you know, likes to play on the shoulder, likes to play on the outside of the, of the centre back and likes to look for those kind of direct balls into the channel. You know, bustle his way into the corner. He plays with a real bite and aggression. Um, and then he likes to link up with his strike partner. And he and Ings have a really nice combination where Ings drops in off the line, tries to sort of facilitate and link it, and Adams will run over the shoulder and, and try to stretch the play and try to create that pocket for Ings. And then over the course of his time with Southampton, his link play itself has actually got better. So he's actually had to step in for Danny Ings at times, drop in himself, take the ball back to goal, but you know, 40 yards out rather than 10, sorry, and um, and try to link up with the, the midfielders and the wingers and, and actually start playing some of those balls into the channel himself as well. So when he got paired up with Theo Walcott, Walcott did the Adams role and Adams did the Ings role. That actually led to some... I think they were kind of tongue-in-cheek, but little suggestions that he might be like a poor man's Harry Kane just because of the, the playmaking ability that was starting to emerge from his game as well. So from where he started, which was really unfortunate in front of goal, couldn't seem to get it in the net no matter what happened, to actually quite a well-rounded forward, I must say it's been quite nice to watch him develop. The fact that he 
is eligible to play for Scotland. Is that is that known? Was that known in Southampton? I mean, we've kind of heard whispers over the years, and like we said, I think around was it about four years ago, Roger? He was asked the question um, and decided against it. Was that something you guys down there were aware of? I can't speak for everybody. I must say, it snuck up on me. Uh, so I'll just say that when um, when he when he got named in the squad today, I was a little bit I was a little bit surprised. I mean, look, I've. Um, I've only been really watching Che Adams since he's been at Southampton, so that's you know eighteen to twenty months, yeah. which means that if uh, from what I got from what I heard from you guys talking about you know maybe a rejection four years ago, um, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. So uh, no, it was a, but it was a surprise to me, and I think it was probably it'll probably be a surprise to a few as well in the Southampton fan base. We tend at the moment, Sam, to play with sort of one striker. We're not blessed in that area. We've either got guys in the English Championship who are not scoring very much. Um, Ollie McBurney's in the English Premier League Not really scoring at all We've got a couple of guys in our own top flight here as well um, We do tend to play Sort of one up front uh, Does that sound like something he can, Could thrive in? Yeah I mean he's played exclusively In a front two for Southampton But that's not because that's the only thing he can do It's just because that's the only thing that the manager Ralph Hasenhutter will really ever do It's 4-2-2-2 And he doesn't like it when you call it 4-4-2 Very important distinction there that's been drained into me But I, I do think that with his Physical build you know, He's got a really nice blend of strength and speed He's got a natural aggression And a combativeness and he's improving back-to-goal play in, a, in addition to what he arrived at Southampton as, which was a really good sort of channel-running, stretching centre-forward. I do, I do think he can play up front on his own. Now, there would obviously going to have to be some, mm-hmm. some adjustments because he does spend all of his time playing in a two. But from a physical build and physical profile, he strikes me as the kind of player that can do that. And as long as you guys have, I know, the midfielders and the wingers trying to push up and, and help him and link mm-hmm. and provide and provide and, and, and get a little bit closer to him, I don't really see a reason why he can't do that. Although, to ask him to just take up the centre-forward mantle on his own first game may be a little bit much. Yeah. Do you think Stuart Armstrong could have had an influence on his decision? Sam Stewart's obviously a, a mainstay of the squad, pushing hard for a start in place under Steve Clark. Will he have had a word in Chase's ear about his decision? Oh, quite possibly. I mean, look, I guess if uh, if the first conversation took place Four years ago, so that would have been when, when Che was 20. And there's a, there's a lot to happen in your career when you're 20 years of age. 24 now. It's not like he's been poor. He's, he's made really good steps in the Premier League. I'd say he's a, a very, a very clearly a Premier League quality striker. He's made this decision now. If Armstrong has had something to do with that, fair enough. If he fancies playing a little bit more with Armstrong uh, on, on, a, on, a, on a regular basis, then fair play to him because Armstrong's a, a wonderful player for Southampton. I, think I find him a very strange player. Um, not really a central midfielder, not a winger, but a right midfielder, which is pretty rare in today's game. But he does really, he does link with Stuart Armstrong really well at the, on the domestic stage. So if he wants to carry that on, then that's great. And obviously that helps, right? Moving into the international scene, having a really intrinsic link with one of your players already to kind of lean on. Sam, really enjoyed that great insight into the career so far of Che Adams. Thanks for joining us. Thanks guys Good man That was Sam Ty Works on Southampton's magazine So uh, well versed in all things Che Adams uh, Let's go to the phones And see what you guys think of that inclusion 01419511025 Like I say There's the footballing side of it And there's the fact that he qualifies Through the granny rule He knocked us back before Does that bother you? I don't know Are you laughing at the granny rule? It should be the grandparent rule really I don't yeah. know where that came no, from no, I just wonder now Daz is nearly 60 If he's got granny rule I'm, I'm turning his <laughs> mic off uh, Before he answers that one your, your intro to the show When you were telling us How you were feeling Waking up this morning yeah. It took 30 seconds For Hugh Keevans to get in touch He was shocked At your uh, your revelation 
Oh, I, I won't revisit it okay. uh, Right let's go to Fraser Who's in Cumbernauld Che Adams Fraser Are you happy with that? Oh, I'm very pleased I think the I've only I only see sort of Match of the day type things uh, Maybe a wee bit online I mean I, I, sort of, I actually googled him a, a couple of weeks ago And I seen that he'd been offered A place by Scotland I was delighted And now he's took it Fantastic You know uh, I think it was two weeks ago I seen him uh, He scored as well but he, he had a shot that I think it thundered the bar And it was just the way he'd done it, it was, I was like That guy looks as if he's got something And then there's a chance Of him playing for Scotland uh, I know he's He's saying a bit too up front But I can imagine him and Dykes I know Dykes has maybe been a wee bit quiet But Dykes for His presence And him He's not exactly a Small yeah. You know He's got the pace the two of them would be a bit frightening, I think, if you were if you were defending against them. Yeah, Gordon. I mean, comes at a great time. He scored in his last three. He scored for Southampton mm-hmm. um, at the weekend against Brighton, and before that against Man City. Lost both of them, but you know, nevertheless, scored in his last three. I was quite interested in what Sam says, and Fraser picks up on it perfectly. We usually do play one up front, and Sam talked about Shea Adams started off as a kind of bustling run the channel, so that that sounds good. Um, but he's now forming this partnership with Danny Ings, and w- does that allow Scotland to have a bit more flexibility? Yeah, of course it does if he can do both jobs, uh, Gordon. The the thing I liked was poor man's Harry Kane. Well, we'll take that all day long. Um, yeah, he's at a good age. Uh, he's maturing. He's playing at a top level week in, week out. Um, and as Sam said there he, he can play as a two He can play as a one So he's got different strings to his bow Which I think is good for a manager And it can bring different things to the squad So I think it's a, a great addition I really do The football side of it Roger is twofold Because he's probably at a level that Even if we did have a lot of competitive striking options He would be good enough to get in But we don't Which seems to underline his inclusion even further Like I say Lyndon Dykes has done a terrific job For Scotland No one would deny that He's not scoring in the Championship Ollie McBurney Is not scoring at all In the English Premier League Lee Griffiths is now not in the squad We've taken Shankland out of this one And, and put Nesbitt in So we're not blessed in that area No definitely not And Listen People will forget That G Adams ever turned down Scotland If he, if he comes and scores a couple of goals Does that matter to you camps? personally? Well, listen, you, you would be a hypocrite if you said it did Because, you know, we went through this with Lyndon Dykes Was Lyndon Dykes going to play for Australia? Was he going to play for Scotland? He chose Scotland And he got off to a terrific start in his international career A couple of goals in his first seven caps Has led the line really, really well He's probably played better for Scotland than he's played for QPR this season mm-hmm. And, you know, the old Aussie thing has been forgotten about And it'll be the same with Che Adams It was the same many, many years ago Don Hutchinson, born in Gateshead but he scored the winner for Scotland against England at Wembley And is a Tartan Army hero So these things very quickly get forgotten about If you do well for the team He's certainly got the potential I think he's got three in his last three for Southampton He scored against Brighton He scored against his old team Sheffield United He scored at Manchester City So he's as many goals there as Daz has And you know he, he's a guy in for him In one of the best leagues in the world So if Steve Clark wants to have a look at him There'll be no guarantees He hasn't phoned up Che Adams and said Listen son if you come for these three games I'll take you to the Euros He's phoned up Che Adams and said Come for these three games and let's see how it goes Fraser, does that side of it bother you? I've noticed a bit of a split on social media Lots of people are like Roger Shrug of the shoulders Who cares? It's perfectly within the rules Forget about it, move on And of course there is an element there saying Oh, well he turned down Scotland before And this grandparent rule And we shouldn't go down that road What do you think? Well, I, I've got to remember that he's, he's obviously three quarters English if you like So if he's playing in England and he was young, so he doesn't know how his career's going. The, the difference in 
wages alone, if you're an English international or a Scottish international, is quite considerable, I would imagine, isn't it? So he's maybe his career's not went the way he wanted, or he's he sees people in front of him, and he's thought, well, there's a there's a second option, and I'm I'm proud to I'm happy to go for it. Uh, I don't think we could be fussy at the moment, you know. Uh, seen plenty of other like who was it when France won the World Cup? I think they had two guys that was actually born in France and their team, didn't they? You know, we we lack a bit of a uh, variety, if you like. Uh, I think a guy has size, has pace, and what looks like the confidence he has in front of goal, mm-hmm. which is only going to get better because he only he only scored the three, but he's, you can see the one he scored in the weekend there. It was, a, it was a great strike I think the big D on Dublin Picked up on it The way that he changes his feet Because it, he doesn't think They get the defenders Getting to it And Gary Lineker Was a bit cruel Saying it came off his shin To me it didn't He's hit it perfectly With outside his foot You know Right into the bottom corner And I thought What well, that guy does Really look the business yeah. It's only yeah. early days But you know What do you call The other boy At Sheffield United No McBurney Played for Selleck I forgot his Oliver name Oliver Burke Yes he looks a bit more like him when he was younger, doesn't he? Powerful, just running at people as well. I think that's a bit that we don't have. We Big Dykes was doing it. I seen a, a game with him, QPR, and I know he didn't score. He had a great game, you know. So I think we're all right. I think that's a good thing. Yeah, he's done a good turn for Scotland, of course. Gordon, for you, any issue with the fact that Che Adams has represented England at youth level or anything like that? No, not at all. Um, I think with the boys done, Gordon, at 24, he's looked at his career. He's starting to be a regular at Southampton. Uh, as I say, he's playing the top league. You want to further that by playing international football. Now, I'm, I don't care. He's looked at England and thought, look at the quality that's in front of me. He's got an opportunity now to come and play with Scotland. So I am all for getting the best possible players. We've not broken any rules. If he comes in and scores goals for uh, the national team, I'll be over the moon. So yeah, I mean, no problem with it. Because there's the carrot of the Euros, Roger, that's what adds another layer to this. If there's people out there who are not having it, I'm sure they will say, oh yeah, we weren't good enough when there wasn't a tournament round the corner, now there's the Euros. But Sam spoke on the phone as well, you know, it was four years ago, he was 20, things change. Yeah, listen, he was very young when Alec McLeish went and asked him if he wanted to play for Scotland and the lad wanted to keep his options open. I think at that stage... Alec was going about looking for fresh talent I think he spoke to Angus Gunn The goalkeeper as well See if he wanted to come in at that stage He didn't And he still doesn't He still sees a, a future for England So it really is up to the individual What they want to do You know we could easily have lost Lyndon Dykes to Australia We did lose Martin Boyle If you remember To Australia So it's just how the players feel At a certain moment in their career um, we've got Do you think on Aussie Super Scoreboard They were saying oh, I can't believe this Martin Boyle character He's only picked us Because Scotland didn't choose him Because Australia had a better diving team John Hughes been speaking to you over the weekend has he? <laughs> have you seen Martin Boyle and Speedos I don't want to go there Craig Nelson says an Australian and an Englishman up top for Scotland in our first tourney since 98 at least make sure they have the Ouija accents doing the pressers eh? says Craig uh, John uh, is up next John in the East End thank you very much to Fraser who kicked us off we're going to speak to John who wants to talk Turnbull Shankland McBurney and various other things we'll get to John after these you are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Roger Hanna and Gordon DL are here. 0141-951-1025. Um, the birthday boy, I must admit, I loved what Roger Hanna put on social media. Have you seen it? Is this video one of these clever mm. apps? It's a close-up picture oh, of I, you. I, I can take no credit for this. It was, a, it was a brilliant technician did this and it was sent to me and I only... Put it up I can take what, no what's credit What's the song you're singing? I, I've not seen this one What is it Roger? Because uh, I don't survive isn't it? Yes 
I will, yeah, oh, I will survive. Yeah. Okay, but listen, just to say thank you, my sister, for a lovely birthday cake. We all enjoyed it. <laughs> um, do you know? What, uh, do we need to take a look at ourselves, Roger? Where he provided his own birthday cake? Is that, exactly. Is that out Discre- of order? From no, well, my sister I'd provided us, it. And I did pop on social media this morning that it was the Dazzler's birthday, mm-hmm. and he had promised us coffee and cake. And a few of what might loosely be referred to as his friends mm. messaged back on social media to say. You'll be lucky He's tighter than two coats of paint But I have to say to them He did come Or his sister came I mean, up with the goods didn't buy it That's the whole point Someone made it It was absolutely it delicious Right anyway 01419511025 Let's bring in John who's a Celtic fan in East End But he's got Scotland um, On his mind John what stood out For you in today's announcement? Uh, hi Gordon Gordon and Roger Hello, um, I think I was just Kind of taken aback uh, By a couple of things And uh, most obvious one was Turnbull. Um, I know he's had a bit of a raw deal as well with Celtic recently, where he's kind of been substituted after 60 minutes and stuff. Which, while they're doing that, I have no reason, no, sorry, no idea. But I think he certainly deserved his chance uh, in the Scotland squad, even if it is just a run-up or a, a sort of trial before the Euros. Uh, and the other one was McBurney. I mean, he's, he's, has he actually ever scored a goal for Scotland? No. That was mine. And and, and you think of likes of Shankland or Griffiths, I know maybe they're not necessarily on form, but at least they've got a previous for scoring for Scotland. Whereas McBurney hasn't mm. done nothing. Right, there's a couple of names there, Gordon, and I mm. knew they would come up. Let's start with John's first one, which is David Turnbull. Should he have been in the squad for you? For me, 100%, Gordon. I'm a massive fan. Uh, I'm not, go- not going to shy away from that. Uh, I think the boy's a terrific player. I think he waited for his opportunity at Celtic. Um, people were crying out for it to give him his chance. And I thought when he went you know, into the starting 11, he was magnificent. And I do agree with John that he's been substituted... You know, most games in round about the 60, 65, 70 minutes. And that that baffles me a little bit. Steve Clark obviously has got some reason because you're not telling me this boy is not a terrific talent. I'm not saying he should be starting. Uh, what I'm saying is, me personally, I think he should be in the squad. What, why Why are you so convinced? That, does he do something different Do you think? Would he have given a, a different style, a different option to that midfield? Well, I just think that you take your best players, Gordon. And I, I rank uh, Turnbull as one of the best players that we've got. I know that the midfield is a riches of yeah. talent, how many good players we've got in there. But I still think the more the merrier for me. I know that he just can't flood it. But you've got to take them, especially just now. And I know that these three games coming up, they're not trial games. They're big games for us. But I just think it's an opportunity to put him in the squad. He's changed the squad. It's not like he's been loyal to the players that have got us to the Euros because he's mixed and matched a little bit. So why not try Turnbull? Because he is a very good talent. Roger, what's your take on it? Would you have had him in? I'm surprised he's not in. Um, listen, we do have a a rich, you know, seam of talent in there. If you like, you know, John McGinn. Uh, we spoke earlier on when Sam Ty was on about Stuart Armstrong, Ryan Christie, Callum McGregor, Ryan Jack, Kenny McLean, John Flegg. I, I think the manager in these three games will have a look at Scott McTominay in there. I think if you get a player who is playing regularly in the centre of midfield for Manchester United, you need to do what you can to get him regularly into mm. the centre midfield of the Scotland team. So I think all of that has sort of worked against Turnbull. Um, Ryan Jack's been injured. I was actually surprised. It was a couple in the squad who have been injured lately. I was surprised to see in the squad. 
Um, it'll be interesting to see if Ryan Jack plays either Thursday against Slavia or Sunday against Celtic because if he doesn't, I wouldn't expect him to go with Scotland for these games. So could David Turnbull yet make the squad, you know, covering for, for players who are injured? Um, he's a good talent, but it looks as if he's going to have his work cut out to, to get in ahead of any of these midfielders. Uh, John, here is Stevie Clark's explanation whilst you're on the line. Yeah, good player, David. Um, done well this year to break into the Celtic team. Uh, looks a good prospect for us. Unfortunately for David, he's trying to get into what is probably the strongest area of the pitch. I mean, I mentioned... Ryan Christie, you've got Ryan Fraser, Stuart Armstrong, John McGinn, all his attacking midfield players, and it's an area of the pitch that we're strong in. But I'm sure if David keeps up his current form, his chance won't be too far away. You buying that, John? It is a congested area. Rogers rhymed off some of the names, but I take it from your earlier point, you still would have tried to find a way. Have you got someone that you think should have dropped out, or is it from a different position? Yeah, definitely. Uh, if, you're, if you're going on current form, then the person who would have most definitely dropped out would have been Christie. Because he's not exactly on fire at the moment either. To, to be fair though, right, that this notion of it being on form, I wonder how, if we sometimes make too much of that, John. Because you're a Celtic fan and you'll have seen it, you will have seen David Turnbull outperform um, Ryan Christie this season. But is it not important to have a guy that, well, played a huge part in getting us there? He was magnificent against Serbia. He has had many decent games for Scotland. He knows Stevie Clark. Stevie Clark knows him. He knows the system, etc. So... Would that not be quite extreme to take Ryan Christie out of the squad and put David Turnbull in it? You could say that about Shankland. Shankland was there. Mm. Shankland got us to where we are. But he's been yeah, he's been trapped. I mean, listen, John, I see the point you're making. Shankland's not as much of a mainstay in the Scotland if you're team. Pick, as if you're going to pick the strikers on form, as we're discussing, you know, with Adams and Nisbet coming in and some of these guys dropping out, then there's an argument that doesn't necessarily need to be Ryan Christie dropping out. But is there an argument that maybe John Flake could have dropped out? A very difficult season for, for Fleck and the, the guys at Sheffield United. Um, it, is this one that Ryan Jack, you know, Ryan Jack will be in the squad for the Euros in the summer, of course he will. But having been injured and missed so much of the, of the run-in for Rangers, is this one he could have missed and made way for Turnbull, you know, for once to, to let the boy in. But c- clearly, Steve Clark is, is content with the ones in, who are operating in there for him just now. How would you have got him in then, Gordon? Would you have given John Fleck... I miss this time Or someone else Ryan Jack being injured As Roger says mm-hmm. Or would you kind of Shuffle elsewhere and say Do we need three left backs Greg Taylor Not only is he third choice left back But he's been injured as well uh, I've seen that You know put forward On social media Do we really need three left backs How would you have Yeah I, I think he could have, I think he could have Shuffled the squad a little bit You make a good point About three left backs here We don't really need that Gordon um, I sort of I go down the road with uh, Roger there. I, I think John Fleck's a very good player, but he's been in the squad. Kenny McLean's another one that's been in and out the team, you know, mostly from the bench. I think there was an opportunity. I'm not saying that Turnbull has the divine right to get in there and claim a spot because that's the most difficult uh, position in the park yep. to go and, you know, stamp your authority because we've got. Abundance of great talent in there I wouldn't leave Ryan Christie I've got to say I agree with Roger Roy, uh, Ryan Jack And people like that But You look at Fleck You look at McLean I just think there was an opportunity To leave them just now And put Turnbull in Keep keep the pot boiling Gordon Keep everyone involved John good to speak to you Let's hear a bit more from Stevie Clark He's been talking also about that She Adams call up Which came as a surprise to some people um, he does qualify through his grandparents like we mentioned The manager says Adams felt the timing was now right After knocking back the chance a few years back He spoke to Scotland, I think Alex was the manager Four years ago So four years ago he'd have been 19, 20 year old uh, On the back of playing a couple of friendly matches for England under 20 So it's not, not as if he's got a, 
a long, long history of England. Uh, at that time, as a young man, he was, he was playing in the English Championship. Obviously, got his move to the English Premier League. Thankfully for us, uh, I heard a little whisper last last week, early last week, that he was he was looking forward or, or had decided that he wanted to come on board. I had a good chat with him a couple of times last week, and things moved very quickly thanks to Frank Riley and the admin staff at the Scottish FA. The paperwork's been been done, and, and I named Shea in the squad. It's an area of the, the team that that we have to try and improve. Shea at twenty years of 24 years of age can can go on and have a, a long and hopefully distinguished Scottish career. Let's bring in Darren, who's calling in from Bells Hill tonight. Hi, Darren. Hiya. How's it going? Ah, not bad. Not bad, yourself? Not bad at all. What's on your mind then after seeing that squad and maybe hearing some of the stuff so far? So, my, my two points I want to make with the squad is one, I think Nathan Patterson, as of right now, is the best right back in Scotland could play. Eh. Uh, I think just his, his ability to run up and down the right wing. He he crossed the ball. He can, it's evident as of Slavia that he knows how to defend. Uh, and he's got that sort of instinct of where to be and where not to be. Uh, and the second point I want to put... Okay, through, let's, let's do that first then, because I'm sure um, the guys will have some thoughts on that, Gordon. Yeah, I understand that uh, Parsons uh, been given an opportunity, Gordon. I think that Steve Clark's probably... Left him out this time Because I don't think he's played Enough games To convince him To take him in there um, You know you get Palmer in there You've got O'Donnell in there um, But I think he's definitely Got to be one for the future I just think that We can make a case We're making a case for Turnbull We're making a case for Patterson Steve Clark mm. decides No that's not the way just now And we've just got to be patient with that But I think certainly in the future mm. Uh, Patterson will play a big part in Scotland Again, no Roger, when we have these debates I, I don't want people to think it's Like for instance, Stephen O'Donnell Is going to the Euros he, You know, He's been Stevie Clark's guy You would imagine, he's played a lot of the games So when you mention this, you're not suggesting that Nathan Patterson Goes in and Stephen O'Donnell comes out You're, you're just saying, could you find room in the squad To assess these guys and take a, and take a look It's an interesting one Because again, Alec and Hugh mentioned last night They saw that sort of right side of defence Whether it's a right wing back or a full back As potentially an area that could be improved upon Now three weeks ago and St Johnson won the Betfred Cup final and Callum Davidson was pushing the claims of Sean Rooney As a potential right wing back in that area Certainly showing better form in the Premiership Than Stephen O'Donnell of late Nathan Patterson you could argue in the last couple of weeks Is showing better form in the last couple of weeks Than, than Stephen O'Donnell of late But I tend to agree with what you're saying That it looks to me that Stephen O'Donnell Having played under Steve Clark at Kilmarnock Having played under Steve Clark at Scotland It looks as if he will battle it out with Liam Palmer But that, that, that for, does make sense that to, an, to a point as well doesn't it Because the Euros are in June And there's a lot that's gone before You're not just going to pick the players Who had a good last week in May you Well, know, that, 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 can't well that is what's working against David Turnbull isn't it that, he, that he's staying loyal to the Flex And the Kenny McLeans And the people like that At the expense of mm. Turnbull Where that flips is the strikers. You know, yeah. he's staying loyal to the right side of defenders. He's staying loyal to the midfielders. He's not, not staying quite so loyal to Shank Lipwell. You've mentioned Shanklin a couple of times. You could throw Ollie Burke, Lee Griffiths, and Callum Patterson in there. Mm -hmm. uh, Darren, the obvious that is the obvious counter. I'm sure you were expecting it from Gordon Nathan Patterson. Eight appearances this season. Is it enough? I think it, I think it is enough. I think based on the, the caliber of players he's played against. If you look at Liam Palmer, he's 
most likely getting relegated to the Championship with Sheffield Wednesday. Not the best season. Stephen O'Donnell has been with Motherwell. I know you're a Malo fan. You're probably not going to like me for saying this, but you've rookie to the boat with the table at one point and probably a bad conceding goals for fun. Uh, I just find that taking two of them who are mm. part of defences that have conceded goals and are looking nearly getting relegated, hopefully Motherwell will stay up. But uh, I think he's playing in Europe. He's won a league title. He might have only played eight games, but the calibre of players and the, the the system that he plays in See, see when I, I can go against this argument Darren, uh, Stephen O'Donnell Now Roger was saying there that You talk about Parson playing better than him than now You know Rooney and Johnson playing better than him now Stephen O'Donnell's like Declan Gallagher to me I think their best games are an international team And I think that's why he's in Steve Clark's uh, squad all the time You're right Gordon He will probably go to the Euros I believe that Parson will be a massive part of the Scotland's setup, mm-hmm. but I'm not surprised he's not in it just now. Yeah, because w- would that be fair then, Darren? If you because we were talking maybe earlier on about can John Fleck make room for someone? Ollie Burke dropped out, McBurney. But if you have played a major, major part in getting Scotland to where they are, it's very unlikely you're going to be pulled out for for someone to come in and get the first cap, is it? I, it's unlikely, but I just think that and we see the Scottish national team are starting to make strides. To, to make it to the to these the big tournaments mm. now, but we we see a when a young player bursts on the scene, you see it with England like with Foden and stuff when they burst on the scene, they start getting caps almost immediately. But with Scotland, we tend to hold them back until although let the, the older guys or the ones that have been goaties there or the ones that have been playing before them, we'll let them continue until they sort of slip off form or. Slip out the picture at the club. Yeah, listen, it's not a bad point. I mean, look, look at Jude Bellingham. You know, Borussia Dortmund. What would he be? Seventeen when he played for England there the other week. And Gareth Southgate has made a point of fast tracking these kids straight into the squad. Callum Hudson Odoi was another one from Chelsea. Um, he, he doesn't worry about age, perhaps due to the fact that he was once in charge of the England age group teams. But I mean, Bellingham's he knows these kids. I think 35, 30 odd appearances in the Bundesliga this season, the Champions League, and so on. So not not when he was capped, he didn't. Not not. I mean, he yeah, only had a handful of games squad, yeah, when he when he yeah, went okay. in at the start of the season. Darren, did you have another name as well? David, I think David Tumble should be in there. And I'm a Rangers fan, and David Tumble has been the one shining light, if you can say that, about Celtic's team this year. He's that creative spark, I think. If you compare him with Christie this season, Christie may as well have been playing rugby. They might have shot his foot out of the bar. I just think David Turnbull offers more than Christie. Well, I think not necessarily on the Christie point, but the, Gordon certainly agrees that there should have been uh, a space. Thanks very much to Darren in Bells Hill. This is a great time to call, by the way, because we're going to get some travel, and that means you could be up next. 0141951 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Gordon Diel and Roger Hanna are here 0141-951-1025 um, Well I tell you a call that's definitely not getting on Margaret right Margaret and Gifnock I can see the screen next to me Margaret says Can Gordon Duncan give Dazzler a break? They're always too hard on him He deserves a nice day Oh, no thanks. place for that whatsoever. Listen, he's show. having a nice day. He's just had a lovely coffee. Thank he's just had a slice good. of birthday cake. Mm-hmm. He's been showered with gifts, showered yeah. with good wishes. I mean, I must admit, I'm a wee bit suspicious. I mean, Giffnock, you used to live in that part of the world. Margaret's on to defend you. It's probably a, an old pal that you've got to phone in and stick up for you. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna 
Treat that one with caution 01419511 Because everybody else likes it When you get a hard time I'm sure of it Yeah, yeah even I like it I'd Exactly It's all part of the show Gordon, just on a quick one Can I say, you know Get well soon to Alan Walker he, He's recovering from Covid He's just out of the hospital He listens to a show every night Added fan, loves me Says I'm the best pundit Alan, get well soon I can't be hard on you for that I mean I want to I want to make a joke yeah. In response to that But I can't It would be inappropriate All the best, Alan, Well done uh, 01419511025 uh, A couple of other Names that Maybe not Headline Pieces from Today's Scotland squad Announcement Roger But Jack Henry We've not seen him in In a long time um, Grant Hanley's back in uh, Liam Cooper I think Is injured um, We mentioned Shankland Burke Patterson Dropping out No Lee Griffiths no Lee Griffiths No James Forrest yet Although yeah. I think if he gets a run for Celtic Between now and the end of the season He will be in his squad Liam Cooper injured Scott McKenna I think is carrying a knock as well So I think that maybe explains The extra centre half Because as well as Declan Gallagher Who hasn't played a lot for Motherwell As you'll know mm-hmm. um, There's only really Considine there Hanley who's doing well for Norwich Look as if he's going to lead them back To the English Premier League And Jack Henry Who seems to be Reborn at Ostend in the Belgian top flight. I think he's playing in a back three as well. He's playing, Do in, you the, think he's there's playing a, in the middle of our oh, back in the middle, three. Right. Yeah, we have a couple of young guys either side. So if McTominay is going to get pushed on as we think you. he is, could Declan well, I know Declan Gallagher could play on the right of the three. He did it at Livingston. Um he'd done it very rarely at Motherwell on the right of a three. Certainly that was where he used to play at Livingston and the team that came up. So could you see potentially a back three maybe of Gallagher, Henry and Kieran Tierney? Um, on a, a human level It was brilliant to see Kevin Nisbet involved You guys mentioned The fact that the, the, the timing for some people Is maybe a bit strange Because he was in better form Earlier in the season And it's recently that He's Tailed off And Shanklin's actually You know back Doing well again And this time Shanklin's out And he's in However I mean I saw quotes Roger about um, you know, his dad sadly passed away recently And how it was one of the last conversations He had with his with his dad To say Go out there and, and get yourself a Scotland call up, and I mean that kind of puts everything into perspective. Yeah, See, for people it, to say, "Oh, who cares?" Or I mean, th- that's how much it, it means it, to it people. Does and and it's been a season and a year like no other for Kevin Nisbet. He got his big move to Hibernian from Dunfermline. His father tragically passed away in the week of the Scottish Cup semi final. The lad missed a penalty against Hearts in extra time in that semi final. Hibs failed to get to the Scottish Cup final. Um, he scored goals That was enough to attract interest from Birmingham In the window Hibernian rejected that interest from Birmingham in the window The boy put a transfer request in He didn't get his transfer He was left out of the team um, And then suddenly At the weekend Back in the team Scored a winning goal Which could be crucial as Hibs push for third place in the league And now he's got a Scotland call up The Scotland call up that He discussed with his father Before his father's tragic passing So Hopefully, Kevin Nisbet will get a dark blue jersey on at some stage in the next couple of weeks in these three qualifiers and hopefully he will do his father very proud indeed. Uh, that was Roger Hanna, Gordon Diel is here and Stephen and Clyde Bank has got a point for the guys. Hi Stephen. Hi, uh, how you doing? You alright? Uh, good, thank you. Good, yeah, so what's your point tonight? <laughs> uh, it's just about, uh, obviously the selection, that for me it's baffled me to be honest. Uh, personally, I don't think... Uh, McBurney should be picked again I think that's definitely a no-go He's done really approved To be a Celtic A Celtic player If only uh, <laughs> He's not really proved To be a, a Scotland player To me so far And I think Griffiths Could have took that place Okay he's not in best form At the moment But When he's played International He's performed well I mean I, I know I'm Ryan there Well Gordon I'm, 
I, I know what Stephen's saying, right? A Lee Griffiths that's playing week in, week out, sharp as a tack, is going to the Euros and he'll be in every Scotland squad because he's a terrific footballer, he's a terrific finisher. He's hardly played. You know, he's missing games, he's sitting on the bench, he's, you know, he's playing, he's playing little football to deserve to be in. I think Lee Griffiths has got to concentrate in club football now to get back to what he is and what we all know he can achieve and, and produce on the pitch. And I think it's a good move from Steve Clark just leaving him out just now. And it also gives him a target as well to say, do you know what? I'm going to get back into the Celtic first team and I'm going to get back into that Scotland international team. And I think Lee Griffiths can do that mm. with the ability, but I am not surprised. Now, McBurney is Marmite, isn't he, for everyone? Love him or hate him. And a lot of people don't like him in the Scotland squad. But Steve Clark, the manager, seems to think that he brings something positive to the squad and he picks them all the time. Uh, me personally, I'm not a great fan, but Steve Clark is. So you wouldn't necessarily have had McBurney in, but you wouldn't have replaced him with Griffiths either? No, I wouldn't have Griffiths in. I don't think Griffiths is at the, the level just now, Gordon, to go and play international football. I don't think it's fair in the boy. I think the boy needs to go up to sharpness. I, need, I think he needs to get more game time with Celtic. Listen, we're not doubting his talent. I'm not sitting here doubting the boy's talent. He knows where the back of net is. He can score goals. He's a terrific player. But he needs to concentrate club football first, then international for me. What do you make of that, Stephen? Because we hear this a lot at club level as well. Oh, if you need a goal, he's the man. But how long can you keep kind of saying that for and relying on the fact that he, he might do it because he's done it in the past? For me, I think it's a bit unfair because you're you're looking at his club football at the moment. He's not getting picked for for club football, and it's not because of him. He's proved his talent. He's scored numerous amount of goals over the season. He's never once let us down. Obviously, apart from his personal life, but he's, he's never once he, let you down, Stephen. No, I, I'm afraid I, I, can, I cannot. I cannot I, have I that. He let Neil Lennon down in July to the extent that Neil Lennon didn't take him in the pre-season trip to France because of the condition he came back in and eventually if Neil Lennon's not picking him you can think oh well you know Neil Lennon doesn't like him Steve Clark stopped picking him John Kennedy had John Kennedy hasn't picked him once since he's been there he's picked Patrick Klemala ahead of him so eventually the penny's going to have to drop that it's not Neil Lennon's fault or John Kennedy's fault and it's not Steve Clark's fault and I can't remember whether you or Gordon said there when you need a goal he's there Celtic have needed a goal all season and he's not been there because he's not been picked though that's the issue and, I and, think and why is he not been picked I think John Jared is too relief for Neil Lennon's book I think that he's just copying what Neil Lennon's doing you see any difference in it I don't even think Kennedy should be in Celtic at the moment I, I, I strongly believe that I think they should have wiped the whole club out Gr- Griffiths for me is the most naturally talented striker at Steve Clark's disposal Griffiths should be the first name in the team sheet for Scotland and every international. But he's not putting himself into a position where he can be picked. And not only is he not putting himself in a position where he's not getting picked for a team, he's now not getting picked for the squad. I mean, Stephen, how much... Surely Lee Griffiths takes some responsibility and I don't know what that is. You're you're obviously not asking him much, 5%, 10%, but... It can't be all the manager's fault, surely. I mean, you're saying he's not been picked, but it's not his fault. Surely players need to take, all players, not just him, need to take some responsibility. Oh, yeah, of course. It's definitely it's his responsibility at the end of the day. He is obviously, it was unfit pre-season. I understand that. But past that, I'm looking at 
when he was available, when he is fit, he's never been picked, which makes me think, why Why is that? Because he's turned out, when he, when he is playing, he's turned out, he's shown there's a massive threat up front. And I just think it's, it's just not getting picked because I don't know whether something else has happened in the backstages. I, I don't know. But has, has he been a massive threat this season, Gordon? Because no. he, I mean, he's played, not as often as some would like. But it's, it's, For me, it's been a waste of uh, a season for Lee Griffiths in his career, Gordon. We're not sitting here arguing, debating about his talent, his goal-scoring ability. We're not doing that. He needs to start getting playing regular. And Roger makes a great point there. Somewhere along the line, as good a footballer you are, you've got to take a bit of responsibility for your own career. And I, I think really Griffiths needs to start. And if he does that, then he'll start getting international call-ups. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. It's a good debate, Stephen. Thank you for taking the time. That was Stephen in Clyde Bank. But now it's over to you to try and imagine the chance, right? The prospect of ruining Gordon Dale's birthday. That's what we potentially have got in line for you tonight. Is beat the pundit time. You come on here. You win yourself a signed ball And the birthday boy's day is ruined What an incentive 01419511025 The lines do close at 7 o'clock though So be quick Tackle the headlines 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Gordon Diel and Roger Hanna are here Here for another hour So get your calls in Lots of good debate so far About that Scotland squad What about Shea Adams Is that an exciting prospect or not Should David Turnbull have been in We've heard Nathan Patterson's name We've had question marks over Ollie McBurney and Lee Griffiths And the list goes on So there's plenty of mileage left If you want to add to that discussion Please do But if there's something else on your mind If international football doesn't float your boat And you'd rather talk about Rangers European game on Thursday Or the ongoing search for a Celtic manager An Aberdeen manager Or anything else you think we've missed Now is the time to pick up the phone 01419511025 And we'll get to you after this Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. It is Beat the Pundit time, your chance to win a signed ball and get the bragging rights in. You could either ruin the day of Roger Hanna or the birthday boy Gordon DL. Let's see what we've got on the lines. Dick is in Greenock. How's it going, Dick? I'm alright, Gordon. How are you? Not bad at all. You ever played before? I have not, first time Good good to have you Now, if you play Gordon You're not going to take it easy on him Just because it's his birthday, are you? No, absolutely not Quite right, that's what I like to hear That is the spirit Margaret and Giffnick will be phoning in She'll be raging if you get beat On (laughs) Beat the Pundit, Gordon DL Are you feeling, I don't know More knowledgeable in your old age? Um, Well, time will only tell Yeah, okay, fair enough It could be Roger It could be But it depends on the toss now, coin, Gordon Indeed it does Um, In fact, you weren't with us at at the weekend, of course You were off on Saturday And someone did tweet in to ask if you were off Because you were away at the tossing club again Which you told us all about a couple of weeks ago No, I wasn't Can you confirm? Is that closed because of lockdown? Closed, closed Right, okay Heads it is Gordon Deal And tails it will be Roger Hanna (laughs) <laughs> it's the birthday boy His head's Gordon Diel to be Absolutely no chance That was heads I swear that was a heads if you right. not, See if you've listened recently And I know you don't Because you're very busy mm-hmm. um, I've I've changed my technique And I've started tossing A lot more heads Regular listeners will confirm Is that him disappeared? Good to all of it Right you can't hear us Rogers We can bad mouth him For as long as we like uh, Right Deck here's the script 30 seconds Answer as many questions Right as you can And if you don't know Just pass quickly And we will move on Okay no problem Good Bye. man 30 seconds on the clock And your time Starts 
No Who finished second in Rangers Europa League group this season? Benfica Who's the only Newcastle player named in today's Scotland squad? Ryan Fraser Name any of the players to start every Premiership game this season in Scotland Ophir Marciano Who was the last man to score for Scotland at a major tournament? John Collins uh, Name a Scottish League One team Jim Duffy hasn't managed or played for <sighs> Tough question Forfa oh, uh, Which Celtic goalkeeper has made the most appearances this season? Scott Bain Okay, okay Let's see if we can bring Gordon Diel back He was not bad, Roger Hanna <laughs> I think he might be up against it here, Daz Oh, thank you, boys. Oh, you're back. You can hear us, yeah? We thought you couldn't hear that. Yeah, right? okay, yeah, the old tactic. Right, 30 seconds. You right? You ready? Yeah. Your time starts now. <sighs> Who finished second in Rangers Europa League group this season? Oh, pass. Who's the only Newcastle player named in today's Scotland squad? Ryan Fraser. Name any of the players to start every Scottish Premiership game this season. Goldson. Who was the last man to score for Scotland at a major tournament? Uh. Lambert Name a Scottish League 1 team That Jim Duffy Hasn't managed or played for Alaba Which Celtic goalkeeper Has made the most appearances This season Um, oh, Hazard <laughs> That is the worst answer Of Bean. the night uh, Dick You must think you've done him Surely um, Don't let Right, okay. Let's find out. <laughs> oh, it must be Bane. Many Hazard played. I, know, I don't know what I said, Hazard. Neither did I. Right. Who finished second in Rangers Europa League group? It was Benfica. Oh, it's so Dick got it. Who's the only Newcastle player named in today's Scotland squad? Ryan Fraser. You both got it. So it's 2 1 to Dick. Uh, name any of the five players to start every Premiership game this season. I don't think I even told you there were five, but there are. You had the choice of Paul McGinn, Marcus Fraser, Joe Lewis, Callum McGregor. And Connor Goldson So Gordon equalises Deck went Marciano So you've equalised mm, I can't believe Hazard Who was the last man To score for Scotland At a major tournament Roger? Craig Barley uh, Yeah none of you got it right uh, Name a Scottish League 1 team That Jim Duffy Hasn't managed or played for <laughs> now Fortunately um, It's easy to figure out Because Alo are not in League 1 Oh they're, they're, God, League 1 They're in the championship uh, uh, You had the choice of Six different Cold sides Rangers. Deck got it for for so Deck, one. Deck takes a one goal lead And which Celtic goalkeeper Has made the most <laughs> appearances this season Scott Bain It is Scott Bain What are the stats on that producer Callum How many appearances has Scott Bain Scott Bain's made 14 And how many's Hazard made Only a couple I think a why, few did I say, why did I say Hazard well, I don't know Do you know the one I would have got The Duffy one I was thinking championship well, <laughs> I don't know what you want me to say it's, That was the wrong no. answer And Deck, well done to you The sign ball is on its way The bragging rights are yours And a... you've ruined Gordon Dale's no, birthday Well no. done I was a terrible, terrible defeat I wasn't even a good one Well done Deck. Tell Ant I'm well, asking for him Oh dear, I knew he was going to say that I thought I'm staying away from it Deck, well done Cheers mate That was Deck in Greenock Put in your place Black, no, sh- Black Arthur will be typing uh, Furiously was, Updating you, his spreadsheet I was In such a good run there I hate being in this This cupboard It just Throws me I like to be in Where the atmosphere is Right okay So he's getting his excuses in Roger oh, always something. He loves a party With a happy atmosphere Doesn't he Roger I cannot believe I said hazard there I deserve to lose a the ball For that Correct you do 
uh, Right to 01419511025 I did say If international football Does not float your boat And you'd rather talk about Rangers in Europe Celtic's manager uh, Anything else that you think We've missed Now is the time Pick up the phone 01419511025 um, Roger Hanna It is a big week for Rangers We're only two days away And of course There's always interest Around in Celtic When they're looking for A manager Yeah They still are Looking for a manager um, John Kennedy has had Two games One against Aberdeen Draw with Dundee United Which ultimately Ensured the Rangers Would be champions He now has to face Rangers On Sunday At Celtic Park Huge game for Celtic Um in essence, it really, you know, you can't say old firm games don't matter, but it, it doesn't matter quite so much for Rangers. The big game for Rangers this week is Thursday night against Slavia Prague. Um, they got a draw in the first leg in the Czech Republic. I don't think the tie's over. You know, when you remember what Slavia did at Leicester, having had a draw at home, they went and won at Leicester City, which isn't easy. They will carry a threat. But Rangers in Europe this season have been thus far unbeaten, and they will feel they can get through. To the quarter-final draw on Friday um, If they do that They then move on to Celtic Park on Sunday And it's, for me This game and the game Post-split at Ibrox are huge for John Kennedy's chances mm. If he's going to make a real go At becoming an ex-Celtic manager Thursday's massive, Gordon, because Europe, once you get to this stage I'm sure the Rangers fans back in August Would have said, well it's a bonus, we'll take what we can get But the league's already done mm-hmm. So you know You don't need to worry about that That's not a distraction And you've gone away Got an away goal And come back With a draw So Regardless of whether people thought It was a bonus a few months ago It is now Tantalisingly close for Rangers That they go on To the next stage And that makes it A, a well, really massive it's game It's realistic for them now Gordon um, They've basically got it In their, their own hands But Let's not get carried away here I think that Most Rangers supporters Watching the game last week they realise this team's a decent side. Um, you know, they've got previous going to Leicester and getting a good result there. Um, I still fancy Rangers with a home advantage, but I think that Rangers will need to play at their top form. But what a great opportunity they've given themselves because the hard work, you get away from home, keep yourself in the tie, get that away goal. Brilliant for Rangers. They've got to see it out now. But it will be a difficult, difficult night. And you're getting to the stage as well, Gordon. I, after the Rangers game last week, I watched the Arsenal game on the same night, and and then the goals sort of round up. If Rangers get to the quarter final, you're in with the elite. You know, it could well be Tottenham, Arsenal, either Manchester United, the AC Milan, Roma, Villarreal, Granada, Ajax. It would be a big thing for Rangers to, to play in that company in Europe To get to a quarter final of a European competition I, I liked a tweet that I saw in reply to you today um, To who? That, well, you're not on Twitter, are you? Apart from the old Katie Price debacle But we won't revisit that mm. um, To Roger um, Someone basically tweeting saying Come on Roger, how come you newspaper men, you journalists Why have you not got any rumours for us? Why have you not got any, any inside info On who the Celtic manager is going to be? And I wonder if that's quite telling though is, is the real reason because There is no front runner There is no obvious candidate right now And, and Celtic yeah. aren't that far down the line Listen it's a really strange situation as well Because um, Celtic have an outgoing chief executive They have an incoming chief executive um, Led to believe they would like a, a sporting director appointed um, Dermot Desmond's view in the whole thing No one knows John Kennedy is still making a pitch for the job So there are sort of wheels within wheels here It's all, it, it, it's an awkward time of year as well Because could candidates for the job Currently be in a job 
and you know, are, are Celtic purposefully delaying until they see what the end of season managerial merry-go-round could be like? Who could be out of work? Who could, you know, mm. who, who who could be looking to come to Celtic? Uh, still calls coming in on the Scotland squad, so we'll speak to Hugh in a second. I think Craig was through first. Though Craig, Slavia Prague Thursday night. How confident are you? Very confident, Gordon. Um, as I mentioned for best part of the year now, I trust this Rangers team in Europe, mm-hmm. and that's the the biggest thing I can say is I trust the team. Um, you know, uh, I think it was Gordon saying they have to see the job through. Slavia Prague went to Leicester and papped them out, so. Yeah. It's not just see the job through. Slavia Prague are a very good team. But I trust this Rangers team to get the job done. Um, obviously, you know, at Ibrox, it's not the same thing because, you know, we would have the fans backing us. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I trust this Rangers team. And if it takes, similar to the the game... Uh, we were 2-0 down which I hope doesn't happen and won the game 3-2 against Braga mm-hmm. last season that, that's that's the trust I have in this team mm-hmm. um, that we don't lose you know we don't lose we've, we've been unbeaten all season in Europe all season in the league um, I still to be perfectly honest with Gordon I don't, I don't feel we're getting the credit we deserve for that to be perfectly honest but um, not from yourselves just before you jump in and say who's not giving us the credit I just feel that you know, in terms of the Scottish Premiership, and maybe it's Stephen Gerrard. Was he going to do it? Brendan Rodgers did. Blah blah blah. And waiting to see if we go to season mm. unbeaten. I don't know. But <laughs> if you were being hype, not maybe hypercritical, Craig, you're talking about. And you're right. You reference Braga, and there are a few others. Rangers have been successful in Europe recently. They've they've always managed to outscore the opposition, haven't they? You know, even if they've conceded a few goals, they, they've found a way of scoring more. Do you think Stephen Gerrard he'd settle for a you know a clean sheet something that you've done so convincingly domestically is there scope to tighten up a little bit at the back at this stage of Europe? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think that the last round, you know, Stephen Gerrard was openly critical of the defence, which is something he's not done over the last couple of years because McGregor, Goldson, Holland, uh, or Katic, whoever has been at the back, has been phenomenal in Europe. But the, the last round was just, <laughs> it, was, it was ridiculous, you yeah. know, 9-5 or whatever it was. Um, but yeah, I mean, you, you know, I would settle for a 1-0 Walt, old school Walter Smith, you know, victory on first night, of course I would. But I mean, um, yeah, I, I think that is certainly a thing. And, you know, I think potentially missing Tavernier in the last couple of games, despite the fact he's maybe not the best defensively, you know, being without your captain in, in those two European games, Possibly contributed to that five goals, you know, over the two legs. I'm not saying Tavernier would have stopped five goals over two legs, but you know, being without your captain and, and that, um, you know, cohesion on the right side of the defence potentially has, has caused a lot of bit of disruption there. But as I mentioned when I was on the show before, we've actually scored a lot more goals, yeah. but. I think um, certainly to answer your question, I'm, I'm very, very confident about going through on Thursday night. Definitely, you know. And just just a final point mm-hmm. on um, I'm not sure who, who it was that's mentioned in the teams. You know, Manchester United, Arsenal, Villarreal. To me personally, that that's an even bigger incentive for Stephen Gerrard for next season. You know, in, in terms of Glenn Kamara, Barisic. Um, these type of guys saying, listen, you can play these teams in the quarter final, but you can play them next season in the Champions League. 
you know. So for for me, that that's a extra enticement um, in terms of the big names that you mentioned. Yeah. They are saying, give us one more year, like we're probably saying to Alfie, saying you want a crack at the Champions League. What about Man United? What about Arsenal, Villarreal? Okay, might draw them on Friday, but you've a chance of playing them next season in the Champions League. So it's very very exciting times. Well, I did, I did I did say in a. Uh, to the Rangers would need to see it through but Gordon but I also echoed the fact that they would need to be the top of their game because this team impressed me last week I think they're well capable of coming to Ibrox and scoring but I do believe that I you know Greg makes some great points about Rangers in Europe this season uh, they've got the belief um, they've got the stats behind them as well and uh, I think at Ibrox if they play to their best capabilities I think on the night they will get through, but they'll have to be careful. This isn't a done deal so far. This and Craig's right. This is a team that pitched up at Leicester and beat Leicester and put them out. So they have to be careful. But I still think Rangers top of their game. I think they can do this. I mean, Craig references Roger the fact that they're unbeaten in Europe and in the Premiership. That must fill Stephen Gerrard's side with a confidence that yeah even if you you do concede a goal or you concede yeah. two goals that you, you've got it within your makeup to overcome it I, I quite like Craig's use of the word trust he said he trusts this team and I think the team has earned the trust of the Rangers supporters uh, with their performances um, domestically and in Europe and they're approaching a week now where in the last 16 of the Europa League now a year or two back this would have been you know looked upon as an astonishing yeah. achievement um, and not only are they in the last 16 But the Craig and Rangers fans Believe they can get through They go to Celtic on Sunday as well uh, Where they've had some you know, Defeats in the last few years To put it mildly But Craig and the Rangers fans Trust them to go there And get a result on Sunday Craig, good to speak to you Thank you very much Hugh is in Lanark And he's coming up next Taking your calls on Scottish football 0141 951 1025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Roger Hanna is here Gordon DL as well And they're both waiting patiently for your calls 0141 951 1025 We've got a couple of games in the Championship tonight Roger, you want to bring us up to speed on what we've missed? Um, Wraith Rovers had the chance to go still do have the chance to go second in the table tonight above the Inferno but they're down to 10 men Ian Davidson sent off at home to Inverness Carly Thistle um, they meet for the second time in four days after that 0-0 in the Highlands on Friday night and Ed United, who I saw lose at Tynecastle on Saturday for Super Scoreboard and David Hopkins first game are one up away to Dundee young Mark McKenzie has scored and it could be a first win for David Hopkins as air manager tonight right, We're about to speak to Hugh who's been Hanging on for ages But another One minute Hugh To give them this question Very quickly The Crazy Pony Sent it in Full time at Clyde1.com uh, Good one this I had to chop it a little bit To make it easier Because the pony It was it was even too tough For you two Brainiacs Right so um, Hopefully that you'll do this Can you name four Current English Premier League players With Champions League Winners medals Who've scored a goal In the Europa League Against a Scottish team so there's quite a lot there But Can you name four Current English Premier League mm. players They've got Champions League winners medals And they've scored A Europa League goal Against a Scottish side I'm thinking Liverpool The little lad in the middle of the park Would you call him Roger? <sighs> Roger would you call him? Um, the little lad the in the middle of the, middle of the park, park. Um, Liverpool Thiago Yeah um, No 
I wasn't thinking him, Roger. <laughs> Who would he have scored in the Europa League for against a Scottish team? He's more Champions League, isn't he? Yeah, but I don't care. It was a good shout, I thought. Um, so Champions League winners medal. And they've scored in the Europa League against the Scottish team. It's a good question. And it's, cur- it's only current players. It's cur- current EPL yeah. players. Yeah, so the Pony had some guys who've retired and stuff, and it was just ah. too tough for you. Gareth Bell's not one Yes Gordon DL on his birthday Producing Spurs against Hearts Back in the 11-12 season Gareth Bale scored He's a current English Premier League player And he has a Champions League winner's medal You are not as daft as you look Well done We'll leave it there You've got one of four Right Hugh I've kept you waiting all night My apologies Take us away Sorry I'll let you off Gordon Thank you <laughs> Good evening guys How are we? Hi Hugh Hi Hugh uh, Just a quick one Obviously in regards to the Scotland squad I know everybody's been on about David Turnbull etc uh, and the rest of the ones that's been omitted and obviously um, named. The one that baffles me is John McLaughlin's in and Liam Kelly's not. Where John McLaughlin, I don't know the last time he actually played for Rangers, is sitting on a bench every week um, with Alan McGregor playing. And Liam Kelly, since he's come into Mullow, has been outstanding all the way through. Kept his in-games, won his points, won his games, and he's not even got a look in with it. Just what your, your thoughts on that. Yeah, listen, it's a valid point. I saw Liam Kelly recently um, for Super Scoreboard when Motherwell beat Livingston and he made an outstanding save. I think it was when the game was balanced just before half-time. Really good save from Antti Paplatnik. He has been a really good stand-in for Trevor Carson. Uh, Motherwell have had a few goalkeeping issues this season. You know, they had Chapman in for a period, they had Archer in for a period. But, but Liam Kelly's come up from QPR and has shown the type of ability that he showed at Livingston to win the move to QPR. So... A lot depends on what you're looking for is for a third choice goalkeeper because David Marshall is number one. Craig Gordon is a more than able deputy. I saw him make his 200th appearance for Hearts at the weekend, another clean sheet. So McLaughlin is the third choice goalkeeper. Um, I know the two Motherwell supporting gentlemen on the other side of me will say, mm. Are you better your third choice goalkeeper being a young guy? You take him for the experience, and then in four years' time, he's your first choice goalkeeper. I don't think in four years' time. John McLaughlin will be the first mm. choice Scotland keeper But Liam Kelly might He's clever that Roger Hanna That's mm. clearly his opinion Gordon And he's clear, He's just trying to pass it off And saying oh that's what the Muddle fans would have said mm. How does he know what I would have said That's yeah. his opinion And he's trying to hide behind us Liam Kelly would be number one for me um, No but uh, Hey there Robbie McCrory yeah. I, can, I can understand uh, Behind Hazard um, I can understand <laughs> I, I still can't understand why I said that I can understand Hugh's point, point there about you know, Kelly and some of the saves, but McLaughlin's a very, very good goalkeeper. He's unfortunate he's playing second fiddle to probably the best goalkeeper in Scotland just now. Hmm. Uh, and McGregor, and he showed that with a world class save the other night there. Um, I mean, uh, he. It's a tough one, I think. We are talking third choice goalie here, so yeah. the chances of any of them being used are slim. Does that then. Does it matter less to you that, that John McLaughlin's not played in over three months? No, no, because of the fact that, you know, David Marshall's the number one goalkeeper and unless he's injured, he's got to be the number one goalkeeper. Um, and I think that, um, you know, Liam Kelly can just keep doing what he's doing for Motherwell. If something had to happen to, you know, any of the three goalkeepers, I'm sure he's in Steve Clark's thoughts mm. now. We can make a... We can make a pitch for a lot of players, Gordon, but unfortunately for a Scotland manager, there's mm-hmm. only a certain amount of players that you can pick. Hugh, go on, keep the sales pitch going. Well, just as obviously Roger says there, John McLaughlin's not going to be Scotland's number one goalkeeper. He's 33-year-old. Liam Kelly's 25. 
Why not bring Kelly in? I mean, we're going to be looking at, obviously, Scotland in a few years. I know Alan McGregor's 40-year-old. I think David Marshall's 34, 35, is he? Uh, Roger, David Marshall's 35, yeah. yeah. 35. So you're looking at them, you're looking at Craig Gordon. These guys are getting to the end of their, their career. And international, they, they will be end up finishing. So when do we start bringing in goalkeepers that we're needing, that we're going to bring through, bring them into the squad? You're looking at um, Liam Kelly, you're looking at Ross McCrory. So th- these guys need to get brought into the squad at some point. Yeah. Now, I understand he's left John McLaughlin on there because he, he's played at the beginning of the season with Rangers and he was in for Scotland as well. But mm. you, you've got to start bringing these guys through. And I understand he's probably trying to keep the guys that was there that got him to the stage. But if you look at Steve Clark's history, he's never, ever brought any young players through. He's never, he's never promoted a young squad, if you know what I mean. I mean We've dabbled a couple of times Robbie McCrory's been in squads mm-hmm. We had a look at Craig McGillivray From Portsmouth Roger Who's brilliant by the way I don't know if you saw The, the game yeah. of the weekend It's awful um, So you know we, we've, we've dabbled in a couple Of third choice keepers But you know It's John McLaughlin On this occasion Don't mind any other suggestions Like that though Hugh Liam Kelly Clearly in good form Thanks a lot For phoning us tonight That was Hugh in Lanark Would be quite something though Gordon If Conor Hazard was The Scotland keeper Wouldn't it Yeah with the amount of appearances He's had for Celtic this No and I was thinking more Because he's been capped By Northern Ireland But <laughs> yeah, I mean Stranger, I'm having a nightmare with stranger this things have happened I don't know why he's on my mind In my birthday I've no idea uh, He certainly is I, I think I think we On behalf of Clyde One Super Scoreboard We got you a gift in fact I think we got you something For your birthday I mean, uh, small very... obviously Because it's not, it's not even a big birthday I don't even know why we're talking about it Oh it's, it's big in um, numbers Oh yeah it is oh, I mean next year We're going to go to town Producer Callum's got the good I don't. I genuinely don't know what's We took it out of Hugh Keevan's show fee <laughs> Oh For, for this week I, I mean you're an old man So you can't expect Anything exciting What are we, what are we looking at Through oh, there Oh I am over the moon I've just got to buy them Socks I need socks <sighs> Wow What a life Seven quid For 24 oh, socks You left the price on them Producer Callum said and That's That's Seven quid The gift buying etiquette me, right? Out the window Hold on What's that Kleenex for XLR <laughs> That is ridiculous That's for your nose That is your nose. ridiculous I've not got a cold It would be a blanket I would need if I had a cold Extra but large Kleenex I'm yep. going what to else? say Gordon honestly Socks was a big one Right Oh heroes Hero Beautiful Because you're back on the chocolate now That you've Cupcakes And I've got Kyle's cupcakes from Covel Park Which was beautiful I've got now Heroes Cupcakes. Right, hurry up, we don't have all night. Right, hold on. And Callum never lets me down, Roger. Coffee, right, okay. Wilson and Hannah's favourite coffee. Coffee and socks, you are living a rock Thank and you roll very lifestyle. Much, and the Kleenex for your nose, just yeah. to just to clarify. Right, 01419511025. Any more on this teaser? Can you stop rustling your gift, please? Oh, sorry. <laughs> Any more on the teaser? I'm thinking there must be the, the lad that... Uh, the, Boy plays wide with Chelsea. Are you going to start giving me names? I'm trying to think his name. Uh, Roger, he was on the bench the other day and he, he's played, but he can't. He wasn't scoring a lot of goals. I'm Werner, at, Timo Werner. Oh, is it him? What's the other one? I don't. I don't know. I'm. All right, forget Center it. Centre forward. Ha ha. Um, what do oh, you call Giroud. No. Right, forget it. What ha, about Kai uh, Havertz? I'll go for him. <laughs> <laughs> He's not one either No Okay What about Cavani? Uh, no Right okay We'll leave it there um, Let's bring in George and Wiltshire Hi George oh, Hi there How's um, it going? 
Ah, no, bad. Uh, just to give you an update, I've moved up from Wiltshire because of work. I'm, I'm back in Glasgow. Oh, good. Great so to have I, you back. I'll get producer Callum to update your file. You're now George in Glasgow. Thank you. Woo! Excellent. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, and by the way, happy birthday. Thanks, Tom. Um, Woo! Do you know what? Twenty-five to eight, and it's the first. It's the first caller who's bothered to wish him happy birthday. We've been talking about it all night, and no one's bothered. There are a few rude people out there. Nah, I like it. Right, George. What are your thoughts tonight? Is, is there to wish you a happy birthday, mate? So there you go. Uh, so just very quickly, because uh, I'm on my way home. Um, yeah, uh, generally pleased with the Scotland squad. Um, uh, uh, particularly that Shea, uh, Shea Adams has been introduced because he's been doing quite well for Southampton. Um, I am puzzled with one inclusion, though, um, and this is where uh, I need your opinions. Okay. Why why has Steve Clark persisted with Ollie McBurney when, again, he's done nothing for club or country? Do you know what? You mentioned it earlier, Gordon. <clears throat> For a while I think the Ollie McBurney debate Threatened to, to get Almost too much And, and yeah. become a bit unfair um, And a lot of stuff Leveled at the guy But The counter argument You used to hear Was well hold on a second He's a £20 million striker And he's an English Premier League striker And he was doing a lot better Last season for Sheffield United Than he is now So <laughs> Is it now Time that, that People do Ask that question again As to, as to what as to, to whether there are other guys that could do it or, or does even just being at that table for now I know they might be relegated But, but just being there, is that enough? Um, yeah, it's enough for Steve Clark um, It was, it was a taggy 20 millions Gordon when he came in at first And the argument, if he wasn't in the squad People were saying How have you not got a 20 million pound striker yeah. Playing the English Premier League why, why is he not in the squad? Now, he's not really hit it off In, in, in the international scene um, but Steve Clark must see something in him that he thinks, right, I can adapt my style to play to his style. Uh, he doesn't score goals. Uh, I don't think the boy uh, lacks effort because a lot of people do criticise him that. I don't uh, criticise him that. I don't think that's right. I think the boy goes out there and tries as hard as he possibly can. Uh, would, I, would I put him in my international squad? No, I wouldn't. Uh, but Steve Clark seems to think there's something there to work on. I mean, again, Roger, we're going back to what we said about Che Adams. We're not spoiled in that department, but you know, Shanklin's now not in the squad, um, and others. But what about Ollie McBurney's inclusion? Yeah, uh, uh, listen. If the lines of Shanklin and Burke and Patterson and, and Griffiths are getting left out, Ollie McBurney might consider himself fortunate. Um, I think he's been unfortunate a little bit in some of his performances, both for club and country. Um, he seems to be a lad who efforts seem to be attracted to the woodwork. You know, and the number of times he hits the frame and a goal is quite incredible. He did it for Scotland very early in his career, and it just strikes me as one of these boys that you always think if he scores a goal, there might, you know, might be like buses. He might get three or four together, and I think maybe that's what that's what Steve Clark is hoping for. But you know, when the likes of Che Adams, the likes of Kevin Nisbet are beginning to come on the scene. I don't think there are any guarantees for any of Scotland strikers that they're you know going to definitely going to the Euros. Is there anyone obviously ahead of him, George? Because without being unfair on Ollie McBurney, I suspect if he was a midfielder, maybe he wouldn't be in the squad because we've got loads of them and you've got other guys that are are performing. But you know who who should be in ahead of him then, if if that's the way to put it. Well, I mean, you've got you've got uh, you've got uh, three um, strikers. 
included in this squad that are that have been on form. Um, you know, if um, Nesbitt is coming back in form, he had a bit of a lull, but he knows where the back of the net is. Shea Adams has held his own in the absence of Danny Ings against Southampton. And then you've got, oh, I also get the... Um, a, the Livingston striker that played for QPR. Lyndon Dykes. What's his name? Thank you. Yeah, Lyndon Dykes, right, who who has opened his account and knows, you know, he, he's familiar with the Scotland setup and he's our target man. So you've got these three strikers that I would consider, you know, way ahead of Holly McBurney. Um, the likes of... Um, uh, Shanklin, you know, okay, he's beginning to find form again. I can understand why he's not included in this squad because um, he needs he needs to maybe uh, continue building in his form. But uh, the Dundee United manager um, in a recent interview said, um, you know, watch him in the next couple of games, and he's not too far away. Um, I, I, I just think Ollie McBurney, you know, both in the international setup. And for Sheffield United, who are struggling, who are almost certain to get relegated, almost, you know, if he if he was on form, you know, we would notice. Yeah, I mean, they are having a really tough time, Gordon, and that's what makes it different now, because back then they were one of the success stories, and even although he wasn't prolific, Ollie McBurney was a part of that, and, and you can see it, but a year on, Sheffield United are having a, a tough time. I'll make it, maybe I'm making it too simple, but if you had the choice then... Of McBurney mm-hmm. Shankland Griffiths Right now today One of them goes in the squad Which one goes in for you? Uh, right now? Yep I would go uh, probably Shankland Griffiths would be the mom, number one But he's not ready for oh, that I'm talking about today here yeah. Right uh, Go Shankland uh, I, But I don't I don't go into Where Sheffield United is And make my opinion on McBurney Because Like Fleck Oh they're having a bad season They've lost their manager They're going to get relegated Because I keep going back to it, Gordon. We've got a guy, Declan Gallagher, for me. His best performances have been at international level. Uh, so I still think that whether you're playing the struggling side... No, I, but, but that's what I'm saying. I don't think there's a, there are no shining lights or anything. There's nothing... No positives really for Sheffield United so far They're having a real torrid time Yeah I know that But I still think that you can come to international International football is different yeah. We've had a lot of players that are playing For instance the greatest one used to be uh, One of the best players ever produced in Scotland Kenny Dalglish Liverpool And when he came to Scotland People criticised him uh, And he played with one of the uh, Well the best team at that time in Europe So um, I just think that McBurney doesn't fit for some reason the international scene But It goes back to Steve Clark He sees his squad He knows the changes That he can make And he mm. sees that He can bring something To the table I think you've got to Get goal scorers in there And I think Shankland Can get you goals Roger heaven help us You're the Scotland manager You've got the choice of Shankland Griffiths or McBurney Today who goes in McBurney Yeah Yeah well, There we go then Difference Why then Because Gordon and, and George Are not feeling um, it the same G- Griffiths for me is Just Yeah yeah, we know about Griffiths. Um, Shanklin, sort of slightly out of sorts. McBurney, McBurney's playing at a higher level. He's playing with better players and he's playing against better players. I think that's prepared them better 
For, for the Scotland environment Thank you very much to George Formerly George and Wiltshire The artist formerly known as George and Wiltshire Is now George in Glasgow Now I think producer Callum Always want to be safe Said to George Just make sure you're pulled over So I think that the hazard lights were on And a tags tweeted says Is this guy going home on a horse? Because you could hear it in the background It did sort of sound <laughs> quite clippity-clop But um, I'm pretty sure it was the, the old hazards on Right, thanks very much to George um, Right, on this teaser Can you name four current English Premier League players? With Champions League winners medals Who've scored a goal In the Europa League Against a Scottish side Murray Has got He's got the other three That you're looking for What about Jordan Henderson? No So you've got Gareth Bale You get any more? (sighs) Struggling Naby Keita Yes Can you Fill in the blanks? Well he won it with Liverpool He scored for RB Leipzig Uh, Salzburg I think Salzburg RB Salzburg Against Celtic Yeah Okay Gordon I'm struggling There must be a Man U player in there I'm going Man U Have Man U played many Europa League games Against Scottish teams? Yeah Have they? Mm, maybe not <laughs> I'll give you some thinking time We'll get the answers next time We'll speak to William and Govan Number one for football In Glasgow and the West 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard We're into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Gordon DL absolutely loving life during the break He's he's had the chance to really um, open up his birthday present that we got him No expense spared And the socks have got all different different football, golf ah, socks even, even a wee badminton cricket. thing Because we know you were a former badminton Champion, yeah Under Prodigy 60, yeah. And you're cricket. delighted with them Golf Easy pleased Fantastic I'm over the moon Easy pleased Roger Hammer He he is actually Do you know what he'll do Knowing him He'll have them back to the Supermarket that they were bought in (laughs) Tomorrow And he'll say I've lost the receipt Can I return these He'll have them swapped For something else I'll have them on tomorrow Guaranteed My football Um, ones Right can you name Four current English Premier League players With a Champions League Winners medal who scored a goal in the Europa League against the Scottish side Now I know that's a lot But when you hear them Gareth Bale Plays in the Premier League Won the Champions League Scored against Hearts for Spurs You've got Naby Keita Did the same for Salzburg against Celtic Did Sadio Mane score for Salzburg? No What about James Milner? Nope They are not mm. British And they were yeah, I'll tell you. Andre Gomez at Everton? No, both against Celtic. I'm willing to admit. I'm willing to give you a wee clue. Both goals against Celtic. Mm. Mm, I'm struggling, Roger. I'm sorry. I've switched off. I'm changing my socks as we speak. Right, okay. Well, I'll let you get back to it. Williams and Govan, what's your point tonight, William? Good evening, panel. Uh, happy birthday, Gordon. Thank you, William. Number two. two. And can I turn around and say, uh, as a Rangers fan, I, I hope. Walter Smith makes a speedy recovery back to life. Yeah, well said, William. Roger and I were just dis- actually discussing that at the break. Roger yeah, saying that. Yeah, you know, I think I think you speak for us all when you say that, William. Kind words, I'm sure they'll be appreciated, and it, the sentiment is shared by everyone attached mm-hmm. to Super Scoreboard here. Yeah, absolutely. Well said, William. Uh, what else is on your mind? I'm sure he's very happy that uh, Rangers have won the league this year. Well, absolutely. I'm sure it's cheering him up, Roger Hanna, if possible, during these difficult times. Yeah, it's been a difficult time for all mm-hmm. all Rangers supporters, all Rangers employees, former employees, people you know who have waited a long time for Rangers to win the championship. I think um, when it was completed a week past on Sunday, um, there was an outpouring of joy from from all of them, um, and that, you know those joyous celebrations. 
will will continue for some time to come I would imagine Looking forward William Thursday Then Sunday What are you thinking? Well I'm thinking If we Play the way we've been playing at Ibrox Not losing games I think we'll be through Yeah you can understand that Gordon Like yeah. I said that There's a lot of Confidence that's going to come from being unbeaten in the league And in Europe And you don't get to this stage of European competition By only playing poor mm-hmm. teams So to have done all that so far I'm sure confidence is sky a lot, high A lot of confidence and rightly so um, But you've got to be wary of what you're facing Gordon Because this team is not a bad team at all And they can come to the Ibrox And if Rangers aren't top of their game This team can easily turn them over I'm with the guys I think Thursday night I thought You know Rangers really At the start of last week Had to dig in And then they grew into the game And they grew in confidence Got the goal I think they've got a terrific opportunity If they play to their best You know Performance At Ibrox The way they have been doing Then I'm sure they'll be in the draw on Friday Um, William And then I guess That's the priority over Sunday surely Or are you one of these that now looks at the, the unbeaten run and so on And how keen are you to keep that going? Well, I think if they play the right team And they're all uh, on their game I think we will prefer. Yeah, I mean, Roger, the Rangers team doesn't hold many surprises these days Are there, In fact, will, will there be any at all on Thursday? You wouldn't have thought so Can't imagine, so we mentioned Ryan Jack earlier on the show I just wonder if Ryan Jack's been held back for this game specifically Could he come back into the midfield? Um, it's an interesting balancing act Because Rangers have the away goal They won't want um, You know, the checks to come and get an away goal Nil-nil does Rangers um, But nil-nil's not really a scoreline that's synonymous with this Rangers team no. I think they'd won at the Tony Macaroni early in the season Other than that, you know, they've been more free scoring um, at the other end So it's a, it's a difficult balancing act I would think the team may even be identical to the one that started the game in Prague last Thursday uh, Gordon, on to Sunday as well mm-hmm. I think obviously with the league wrapped up Thursday becomes bigger But you know, in this city, there's a lot going on there There's there's bragging rights You're never going to be willing to, to lose a game Between these sides And also maybe that that added incentive Of maintaining the unbeaten run Some Rangers fans told us a few weeks ago They don't care and they couldn't care less And winning the league was the priority But the, the league is won now So surely some people will be using that As a little extra target to keep them going Yeah, after Thursday um, All eyes will be on Sunday, Gordon And let's not be kidded um, As much as everyone says Well, Thursday night's the most important yeah, it's important to get through. Uh, it's a great opportunity. And I think Rangers deserve it with their performances in Europe this season. But when you go and play against um, Celtic and, you know, at Celtic Park, that is still a massive game. You know, the the players will be desperate to go and put one over in Celtic. Celtic desperate to put one over in Rangers as well. The excitement, everything will still be there, Gordon, after Thursday night. Don't, don't let's kid ourselves on here. You can... Dress up whatever way you want. Well, we're too. Rangers are still going for this unbeaten run in the league. They want to do that. They don't want to lose it at Celtic Park. Mm. And Celtic want to salvage something from a real poor season by turning Rangers over. So I just think it's an exciting weekend. How much does that unbeaten league run matter to you, William? 
It means a lot, but can I make a quick point about Sunday? Sure. I heard he's talking earlier on about Lee Griffiths not getting picked for the Scotland squad. He can't even get picked in the... I mean, asking Alex Ray if he was playing today in the Rangers side, would you expect to be up against somebody like Lee Griffiths on Sunday? Yeah, I mean, I get that that he's not been picked for Celtic, so how can he be in the Scotland? I think that's kind of what what you guys were saying. There are there are times when that is possible. Just because you're not first choice at your team doesn't mean you're not better than what we might have available for I Scotland. It's perfectly doable, but maybe yeah. not in this case. I don't. I, I don't think Lee's up to speed with his fitness, his sharpness, Gordon, um, and i.e. why he's probably not getting the the the, the, the game time at Celtic. And we're not look. We've said it on this show many a time about you know a guy Lee Griffiths playing whether he's playing every week or he's he's playing maybe two three games and then sitting out whatever. But if you still get that sharpness, he's certainly the best striker we've got. There's no doubt in that. But I just feel he's not at that level just now. I.e., why he's not getting the opportunity with Celtic. You look at uh, players, Clamalla, for instance, getting put in front of him. A Yeti getting put in front of him. Now, a fit, sharp Lee Griffiths, that would never, ever mm. happen. So I can understand why he's not in the squad just now. Maybe She Adams is now the best striker we've got. Doing it at a good level. Well, he's got his Premier it, League. Yeah. Uh, thank you, William in Govan. Uh, just another news story today, Roger, which. Um, will certainly interest fans of the, the teams involved and might interest other people as well because it's been a sad spell we've not been able to keep an eye on League 1 and 2 uh, recently Partick Thistle fans obviously have a, a big part to play at times on this phone-in being one of the local sides in those divisions they have now vowed to cooperate like never before the lower league clubs they're going to try and get the season completed they've voted in favour of a 22-match campaign with the divisions splitting in two Much like we do in the Premiership After 18 games Now the original plan was 27 matches So what they've confirmed essentially today 27 matches is not happening They're going to go for 18 and have a split And aim for 22 Is that, is that yeah, summed up? Uh, listen, I'm delighted That the clubs are getting back to football For the players, for the clubs, for the supporters um, This is an unnecessarily complicated for me I don't see why they didn't just go for the 18 games. You need to remember some of the, the likes of Clyde and Albion Rovers have only played eight games so far this season. So it made sense for me just to play 18 and then go into the playoffs at the end of the season as, as normal. The, the 22 seems needlessly complicated for me. Um, however, that's what they've chosen the to do. The clubs want it and that, I guess that's important. The clubs want it and that is important, Gordon. So let's hope they can fulfil the fixtures. Um, I think the playoffs are going to be slightly delayed. So let's just see and hope we can get a satisfactory conclusion without any more hiccups in this most bizarre of seasons. I mean, bizarre doesn't even mm. cover it, Gordon. And it's going to be... It's maybe going to be a bit of a slog. I mean, we've spoken to Jim Duffy many times. What, what are we up to now? T- ten weeks, is it, Roger? Since they've since the league finished there? By the time we restart? It's round yeah. about that. Mm. Um, and these players are now going to have to get into a fairly hectic schedule, Gordon, having been off for all that time. But... They would rather that than not be playing at all. Yeah, but it's a lot of football, Gordon. I was reading today you could have um, the fact that, that teams could be playing Saturday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. It's a lot of, lot of football. Yes, players have been sitting desperate to get back out, desperate to get back training, desperate to get back playing. But it is certainly a, a real uh, heavy, heavy schedule coming up. 
Right, let's round this off then Now remember, if you've been listening and you take part in these questions Why not go one step further? Go even better and you provide the question for the show That's the beauty of the full-time teaser So the address you need is fulltime at Clyde1.com That's fulltime at Clyde1.com The Crazy Pony has done just that tonight And he wants the guys to name the four current English Premier League players With Champions League winners medals Who've scored a goal in the Europa League Against the Scottish team you're doing okay, Gareth Bale and Naby Keita. So you're looking for two more. Come on, Roger. I told you they were both against Celtic. Yeah. Oh, don't like that silence at this stage of the no, show. I must no, admit, but we are. No. We're struggling, struggling badly. The two of us here. Yeah, I am. I'm probably out. Fabinho. No. Give us a clue, Gordon, please. Um, were they both? In the knockout stages of the Europa League, I think. Yep, so they were both beyond the groups. It won't help you. That will help Roger Lowe. Yeah. Right, so... And relatively recently. Yeah. Both against Celtic. Mm-hmm. I remember last season Celtic got through the group beating Lazio and... Oh, I tell a lie though. Some of these maybe were... Champ- One of them was maybe a Champions League dropout which takes you into the knockout stage, remember? Right, okay Right, I'll give you Right, it's, it's too late I'll need to be more specific One was for Inter And one was for Zenit Silence is golden Yeah, it's not great I must admit no. I expected more from you two Come on, Anorak Inter Now at Liverpool Shakiri. Yep, oh. Shakiri And Zenit against Celtic Won it with Chelsea and is now at West Brom, which I must admit I'd kind of forgotten. Oh. He's at West Brom? Yep. He won it with Chelsea and he's now at West Brom and was at Zenit in between? Yep. Veteran defender, fullback type. Oh, Branislav uh, Ivanovic. Branislav Ivanovic. Happy birthday, Gordon. Hope you enjoy the rest of your evening. All rest, guys. Thank you to He's out the studio already Thank you to Roger Hanna Thanks for all your calls And tweets back tomorrow At 6 o'clock With Gary Caldwell And Andy Halliday We look forward to seeing you then And Callum Gallagher's up next